You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hello everyone, this is Connie and welcome to another episode of Awaken Radio. It is beautiful to be here with you today and uh, I have a really awesome conversation in store for you today and I feel this is a conversation that is going to be really supportive for a lot of people who are wanting to really develop a beautiful, peaceful, loving relationship with their body because I know so many of us really struggle in that area and that's what I'm hoping today's conversation will really, really support you with. So I am chatting to the incredible Heather Waxman who is a beautiful role model and teacher and inspiration to so many people who are on this journey of spirituality and uh, and love and reconnection with themselves. Uh, Heather is a multi-passionate soulpreneur. She wears many hats, including life coach, musician, speaker, and soon-to-be-published author of her forthcoming book, Body Peace, which she co-wrote with fitness sensation Casey Arena. Heather has created a strong, supportive, and inspiring community through her powerful blog posts and strong presence on social media. She is committed to helping people connect with their intuition so they can show up for life as the happiest, most authentic version of themselves. Heather's mission is to help women develop a strong spiritual connection of their own understanding so they can transform their pain into peace. And Heather, your work resonates so deeply with me. I feel like you and I are really on the same page in so many ways. So thank you so much for being here with me today. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Awesome. I'm so excited as well. And and this this conversation we're going to be having, we've sort of said, you know, let's talk from body shame to body peace, because I think you're right with that, that this emotion of shame can really, mm. really play out. Before we open up this this dialogue and really go into some practical and powerful stuff for people, I would love to hear what your own personal journey has been with your body and your relationship with your body and maybe where you were with it and and where you feel you are with it now. Mm. Yeah, so I think um, what I've come to learn at this point in time, you know, looking back on, on my journey Um, is that this is not a recovery journey, but this is a discovery journey. And and really, you can apply that to anything in life. But when I think of my relationship with my body, I look at it as a constant discovery and a constant learning, beautiful, juicy learning journey, um, because that's what we're here to do and who we're here to be. We are students of this life classroom. And I, I am a student of my body every day. Um, and so I'm discovering more every day. And so going back, um, the earliest that, that I can remember um, is actually when I was three. Um, I would quite literally not give – can we curse on here? Yeah, you can go for it. <laughs> All right. I didn't really give a fuck what I did. You know, I was I was happy being, you know, actually I was nicknamed Nudie Faludi wow. <laughs> by my parents <laughs> because I was always naked. Like I just loved being naked when I was a little girl. Um, and I was so free and I really was, you know, I, I, I watch home movies of myself um, and I'm just like, wow, 
that little child was just so free and just didn't care. And she loved every part of life and she loved every part of herself. And somewhere along the way, I, I really, like so many other women and men out there, I really lost that connection. I lost that sense of freedom. Um, and I, I chose to take on um, this idea that my body is an object I moved away from thinking that my body was a messenger of love and I moved towards believing that it was an object. Um, how fast can I get it to run? How many calories can I get it to burn? How many calories can I get it to be restricted from? And, and it was this constant um, cycle of restriction and hatred and, and really um, forgetting that my body is a servant, that my body is a beautiful servant for me that, that just automatically does all these beautiful things like telling me to talk to you and, and it picks up my fork when I go to eat and it lets me walk out the door and, and, and I left that behind. And so when I was 16, I was sitting in gym class and I was waiting for my turn to get up and, um, and, and volley the ball for, for group volleyball from gym class. And this girl who I wasn't really close with at all, we were like acquaintances, she had been close with an ex-boyfriend of mine, sat down next to me and we were talking for maybe 30 seconds. And then she was like, you know, I think you're getting a bit chubby. And something about that comment just totally altered everything in my being. And um, after that, it started very innocently. Um, I had been eating candy at lunch every day and um, I, I took a look at at my um, my dietary choices, and I said, "Oh, maybe candy is not what I what I want or need. I'm gonna just stop eating candy at lunch." And it started out very innocently, and then it turned into um, going on the special K diet, and then restricting myself to a certain number of calories, and then um, over exercising compulsively. And within three months, I had lost um, over 20 pounds on my already thin frame and I was um dangerously dangerously thin um I believe my lowest weight I'm five eight so that's pretty tall I, I was about 109 pounds and if you if you know BMI charts that's about a, a BMI of 16 which is just very very dangerous mm -hmm. and my hair was falling out I was depressed um I was obsessed with celebrity gossip sites I was always going on and comparing my arms and my legs and my stomach to bikinis and it was just it was so so bad um, and this really went on off and on for about, um, almost seven years. Um, yeah, it was really long. Um, and what was really the catalyst for my change was, um, my parents' divorce almost three years ago. Um, my, my sort of, um, if you want to call it a spiritual awakening has been very, very fast. And, and I felt like I've really, um, my consciousness has expanded in a very fast, very quick amount of time. And whenever I say like, I, I've been on this journey for, for, you know, almost three years, I feel like it's been longer because of everything that's happened. And I'm sure you and so many other people can relate to that. Um, and so when my parents got divorced, um, that really shook my world because I had grown up Catholic and I had, I had really uh, held on to this idea that my mom and my dad and I were a unit and we would never split. And that was just the way it was going to be forever. And um, that, that, you know, white picket fence fairy tale was very, very much smashed. And as we split, my, my mom was trying to find herself. My dad was trying to find himself. And here I was, I felt so alone. 
Um, and so, uh, right when I had found out they were going to divorce, my my anorexia and compulsive exercising had really turned into binge eating. It really it had morphed into something else. And so, um, I remember very clearly my my surrender moment. I came home from a, a Bikram yoga class with my friend. Um, and I was, I knew exactly what I was going to do. I was going to go into, um, my parents' house and I was going to binge on this big bag of popcorn. And I opened the, the cupboard and something inside of me said, no, like, don't do it. And I actually screamed it. I was like, no. And I screamed, I screamed, no, I shut the door to the cabinet and I went, um, I went down to, uh, the basement and I literally I hit my knees and I sobbed and I just said, I don't even know if I believe in anything anymore, but if there is something out there, then please help me and, and please, please give me a sign. And then the next day, um, a metaphysical text called A Course in Miracles um, wound up in my ether and, and that was quite literally what I needed. I needed a miracle. Um, and ever since that day, I have just been making small, tiny steps towards um, understanding what my body is here to do as opposed to, um, you know, thinking from those those worldly spaces of, of how it's supposed to look and how I have to morph it into being and instead focus on loving it as it is, um, which is an ever-evolving practice. So that's sort of a longer version of my journey. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, I can relate to a lot of what you've shared as well, because I experienced a lot of different stuff with my relationship with my body as well. Um, You know, a lot of similarities between um, what you've shared. It's like, I feel like the shift, and you've just explained it so beautifully there, is the trouble we have, I think, with our body where this, this starts to happen is where we forget, as you kind of said, what the purpose of the body is, what, um, you know, our, our true relationship with the body, who we actually are, you know, we think we are the body. And so it becomes this enemy and it becomes this form that needs to uh, be how we get love from the world. Because, you know, going from what you just shared at that moment where that that sort of pattern started for you, that change in your relationship with your body started for you. It started from a comment which, would I be right in saying, spark something within you like who I am right now isn't okay. I'm not enough. I'm not, there's something wrong with me and I need to change myself in order to either be loved or fit in or make it in the world. Exactly. That's exactly right. 100%. And I see that going on with so many women that, um, that I work with. Um, and you probably see it so much as well. So when we have this kind of skewed purpose um, and kind of idea of what our body is, what was that experience for you? Like what in the times when you were really stuck in that pattern, what was the mindset? How did you kind of see your body and uh, in terms of how that then created this pattern and this relationship with it? Well, to be quite honest, I didn't really, I never gave myself the choice. And I think that's what a lot of us do is that we just automatically believe what um, we see, whether we pay more attention to, you know, like for me, I was on those gossip sites all the time. It was so bad. (laughs) You know, I, it was really bad. And, and um, because we had this, I, that I think it really, for me began, that obsession really came from, and I think I would encourage listeners to really take a look at that, 
is this this fairy tale complex that actually starts very young, um, in which we we just believe that we should be the princesses that we watch, you know, because like, I was always watching Disney movies, and so I was always seeing the the princesses who are super thin, and they always got the perfect prince charming, and and you carry these these belief systems with you um, over time, and I I know for me that that I kept that 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 was that was happiness and happy times. And, and I carried that forward and brought it into this like celebrity obsessed culture. I brought that with me. And so, so I, I it was sort of brought to the present uh, of where I was. And I, I truthfully, that's really all I knew. I was never taught um, what I, I believe and know to be true now about the body. Um, and so I quite honestly believe that, I didn't give it the thought and I didn't give myself because I didn't think I was worthy enough. I didn't give myself the gift of choosing for myself. What is my body here to do? Who am I here to be in this body? That was even never even came on the table, you know? Yeah, totally. I think that's what goes on. That was what went on for me as well. When I, my relationship with my body went a bit crazy and I had stuff going on with food and control issues and, you know, not eating properly, all that type of stuff. It was, um, I remember I was moving into state and I was going to be going to a new city. And I remember thinking for me to fit in here and for people to like me, I have to look a certain way. And I think it's when we have the media, as you said, and even like, you know, Disney movies, that's crazy that that even has that impact, right? Where we think that, as you said, this ideal that we have to be at in order to be loved and accepted. And you mentioned right at the start, which I thought was so beautiful, you said part of the shift that's happened for you is you started to see your body as your teacher. Can you explain Mm -hmm. what that means? Oh, my gosh. Your body is magnificent. Um, You know, I heard Byron Katie um, explain something about the body one time that totally shifted for me. And she said, and I mentioned it a little bit before, but she said, your body is a servant. Think of everything your body does for you, right? Your mind is doing the thinking and your body is doing all of these things automatically to keep you going, right? You, your body is always doing these amazing things for you. Something, things that are so simple, like, your ability to move your fingers, your ability to blink your eyes, your ability to itch your nose when it's itchy. And um, and your mind is constantly beating and abusing this thing that only wants to serve you and be there for you every single waking moment. And, th- and that was so huge for me because I realized like, oh my goodness, you know, my body is not my enemy. My mind is my enemy. My thought, my body is not my enemy. My thoughts about my body are, are, are my enemy, so to speak. And I need to learn how to listen to those thoughts and then, and then allow those that do not serve me to float away. And so it really was looking at my body as an instrument. I believe that our bodies are these beautiful instruments of love. What does that mean? That means that, you know, of course, the miracles describes this a lot, um, And I I love the description that the course uses and it talks about how, you know, you have, if any of you are very familiar with a church or a temple within the church and the temple, there's the altar. And of course, the miracles describes the church and the temple as the body. 
and and the soul as the altar and the altar is the most important space the most sacred space in that church the most sacred space in that temple because it is where all of the honoring happens and so so your soul is is that space that that divine sacred space that needs to be honored but it can only be honored if you in turn honor your body and and those two Two, two, two concepts for me were so instrumental. They were, they, they changed my life. Mm, I think that's incredible. It's not what's got. It's not your body that is causing all the pain. It's your thoughts about your body, as you said. That is, that is so powerful. I believe everything in life. You mentioned the word assignment before, which I completely agree with. Like that, life is a classroom, and we have these little assignments. And sometimes the assignment comes in the shape and form of our bank balance teaching us something, another person in our life, and other times it's our body. And from a course of miracles perspective, my perspective and yours, the whole purpose of this journey is to reconnect with love, is to move beyond fear, release fear, transform fear, and reconnect with love. And your body is a tool for you to practice that same lesson. So would you agree that your shift around your body came from transforming that mindset from fear to love? Yes, absolutely, 110%. So beautiful. And what was that practice for you? You know, you mentioned some of the things, but for, for a woman to realize that my body is not my enemy, my body is my, is my vehicle that carries my soul, that enables me to fulfill my purpose in this lifetime. It's my, I've been given this body as my assignment to practice love. So I kind of, I have that realization. And then where do I begin? Where, do you, where, mm-hmm. where did you begin with that? Well, first I would say welcome home. <laughs> yeah. Even that is powerful, isn't it? The moment you can have that realization. Yes. And then I would say it starts and ends with meditation mm. for me. Um, and I don't just mean sitting your ass down on a meditation pillow in front of, in front of your, your vision board and your altar or whatever, wherever beautiful space you meditate in your home. Um, I mean making your life a living meditation. And so I made it, well, first of all, I made it, um, I've meditated every single day for the past three years um, because when you are in a space of um, being disconnected from what your body truly needs, <laughs> the only way that you can start to understand what it needs is to connect with it. And what better way to do that than, than through meditation? And so it simply started literally, I couldn't even concentrate for more than a minute a day. I would, I would, I would set a timer and I would just go for one minute and that would be a huge accomplishment for me. So um, I have, I have beautiful meditations and I actually have one called body piece, a body piece meditation you can get on my website. So if you are new to meditation and you need a guide and I know Connie, you have them too, so we can both be your guides. Yep. <laughs> um, but I, I, I know and believe so deeply that meditation is, is that mental cleanse and it is that space where you connect with your soul and your body doesn't know what you need, but your soul knows what your body needs. Your body will give you cues as to what you need, but you can only truly answer that call if you're connecting to your soul. And so meditation allows you to do that. So creating some sort of structured meditation practice is something that I would really recommend. Um, 
And then throughout the day, making your life a living meditation. And that just means simply being present because as you know, Connie, you also teach this meditation is simply the act of being present. It doesn't have to be you sitting down in a fancy space with your palms facing upwards saying "Om." It can simply be you walking down the street and all of a sudden you notice, oh, you know what? I'm not hungry yet, but I'm totally going to be hungry soon. So before I get to that space of deep starvation in which I'm going to want to eat the whole cupboard, why don't I why don't I, why don't I go home and make myself a really nice meal so I can enjoy it? Right. And it's, it's those little moments that add up. And so I would say simply just starting to become present with what your body needs. And, and if you're not even sure how to do that, to sit down and meditate. And if that seems too hard to simply ask, because, um, you know, the guidance that we receive from spirit is so subtle and simple. And we, in our ego, wants to overcomplicate things and, and really construct it into something it isn't. And so if presence is something you're really struggling with, then I would just simply call out and say a prayer to the universe or spirit or God or whatever you call it for you and just say, please guide me to the exact thing that I need in order to shift my relationship with my body so that it feels in alignment with what my soul needs. That is a prayer I, I use on the regular. <laughs> and you will be guided to exactly what you need. You really will. So those are like so simple. I think starting simple and small is just is so key, you know? Yeah. And when you realize that, as you said before, that the issue here isn't your body, it's your mind. I think that's why meditation is so supportive because it starts to Mm -hmm. slow the mind and it takes you out of that, you know, you probably experienced it where you kind of just get in this unconscious, chaotic, like mess in your head. And I think that's when we unconsciously eat and binge. Everything's just a bit frenetic and we're completely disconnected from our body in that moment. It's like our head has been chopped off and we can't even feel our body like we're (laughs) numb, right? And for me, the practice of anything that brings me back into connect out of my mind and into connection with my body. So I agree with you. Meditation has been really, really cool for me. And, and I wonder if you use movement as well, because for me, movement of my body and feeling it through dance. And I've started, I dance in my undies in front of the mirror in the morning with my iPod and my candles. And for me, it's been this incredible practice of becoming intimate with my own body, really getting yes. to know her, right? And seeing mm. her, all aspects of her and touching her. You know, I was saying to one mm. of my clients the other day, she's like, Connie, I've got this cellulite and I hate it. And like every time I see it, I just hate it. And I was like, I want you to touch it and I want you to send it love and massage it and just care for that part of your body. Because I think what we do is we disown and reject and push away versus opening our heart, getting intimate, loving on it and just coming up really close. Have you found things like that have worked for you as well? Oh, you should see me over here. I'm like... (laughs) Like biggest grin on the face. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. We have an exercise in body piece called Soul Sister in the Mirror. And it is exactly what you said, girlfriend. It is getting naked and touching every part of your being and saying I love you to every single part of your body and going slowly. And even if it feels uncomfortable, feeling that discomfort and saying even though I feel uncomfortable, 
I love you anyway. And going through the whole thing. And this is an ever evolving journey, ever evolving. And do you mind if I tell a quick story? Oh, go for it. This is your platform. Okay. So <laughs> when I, when I was right, you know, it's funny. Like you think like you're, it, it's like you think you're healed from something and then the universe is like, yes. um, <laughs> let's try that again. Here's another <laughs> way to practice this and you're not quite there yet. <laughs> yeah. So I received, um, a big piece of humble pie when I was writing body piece. Um, and I, you know, writing a book is, is incredible and it's torturous all at the same time. Yeah. Um, because what you write about, all of your crap comes up as you're writing it. And it is the most challenging thing ever, but it's so gratifying. I'm very glad it's over with, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but it was awesome. And so anyways, I was in the middle of writing body piece. And um, it was right before spring was hitting. And I was getting really stoked for the warm weather to start to enter. And we had just the longest winter ever here. It was just, it was really, really cold. And I was so excited to start to feel the warmth. And so I went to my closet and I was so excited to try on this royal blue jumpsuit. I could not wait to get myself into it. I remember trying it on in the store just, you know, like four or five months prior to that. And I had felt so magnificent in it. And I was like, I can't wait to put it on. I'm going to feel so good. And so, um, our, my, my closet, we live in an apartment. My closet is actually in our office. Um, my boyfriend gets the closet in our bedroom. <laughs> it's okay. He sacrifices a lot. Um, and so, he's right next to me and I'm pulling it out and I was like, will you help me zip this up? And he's like, no problem. And it wouldn't zip. Would not go up. There was nothing that was going to make that jumpsuit zip. And I was like, I looked at him, he looked at me and it was like, he knew like all hell was going to break loose. <laughs> I just, something triggered me. And I mean, that triggered me and I lost it. I completely lost it. And I almost like, I melted like into a puddle and I was just like, Oh my God. I'm like sobbing hysterically. And I was like, how did I gain all this weight? And I'm like freaking out. And, and Maddie's like, Heather, it's okay. And, and you know, he's starting to comfort me. He's like, nothing's changed about you. And I was like, yes, it has. And I'm, you know, you're, I'm doing the whole thing. And then I was like, I need to stop writing the book. I, I can't write the book. I'm such a hypocrite. And I'm like, I'm going nuts, going absolute nuts. And, and he was, he looked at me and he's like, what do you need to do? And I was like, I need to practice what I preach. And so I went to my bedroom. I took the jumpsuit off. I got naked and I bawled my eyes out and I said, I love you to every part of my body. And at the end of it, you know what? I was, I was still feeling that pain of whatever I was healing in that moment of that, um, of that body shame. Right. But I, but I, at the end of it, I felt more connected to my body and I felt more in love with it. And, and that exercise is so healing. And so, and so yes, 110%. It is so powerful. I actually love that you shared that as well because I don't want people to feel like this this body love thing, this body peace thing is some destination that you arrive at and then from now on for the rest of your life you are completely in love with your body. It is literally <laughs> moment to no. moment. Um, I was similar to you. I had something trigger me only a few months ago. I had a guy that I was seeing make a comment about my body, about he'd said I'd lost weight and, and my initial reaction was, he's saying that I don't look good anymore and he's not attracted to me and, and he doesn't love my body. And he was just 
it was just a passing comment. Um, and I had this massive reaction to it. And I think if we can stop and go and just get a bit curious and be like, wow, there's still something that needs some more love from me here. There's still something that's a little bit unresolved. And as you did, rather than saying, I'm a failure, I've regressed, you know, I suck at loving my body. Look, I'm back where I started. It's like, no, here's another beautiful opportunity for me to practice these principles that I'm committed to. Oh my God. Yes. A hundred thousand percent. Because, you know, what I've learned from this body peace journey is that when you choose to fall in love with your journey, notice when I say not when you are in love with your journey, mm. but when you, when you choose, make the conscious choice in every moment to fall in love with your body, to fall in love with your body peace journey, then the destination becomes irrelevant because again, you are making that journey. Your goal is to make it a living meditation to stay present. And so this idea of like achieving total love and acceptance with your body and not having a thought ever again is really irrelevant because it's distracting you from being in touch with the moment of what you are going through and what you are experiencing, you know? You know what I love about the body as well? Our mind can be in the past and future. Our mind can be anywhere, but the body's always in the present. So a reconnection with the body, you know, um, you probably do this as well. I find if I'm a bit scattered all over the shop, I use my body to come back into the moment. So I'll plant my feet on the ground and I'll bring all my attention down to the bottom of my feet and just feel them touching the earth. And I'll do some deep belly breathing and I'll scan my body. It is such a powerful tool to bring you into the here and now. All you need to do is start to feel. And sometimes I'll even put my hands on my body and just say, how am I feeling right now? And I might be like, okay, there's a knot in my shoulder and there's this butterfly feeling in my tummy and my heart's beating a little fast. And I just experience what's going on for my body in the moment. That's a really powerful practice for me. Mm, I love that. I think getting vulnerable with ourselves mm. is a hundred percent always the answer. Um, and our bodies are an incredible space for us to become vulnerable with them. And that could be just like you said, grounding yourself. I, I love to do that too. And dancing, like you said, mm. um, feeling that sense of freedom and masturbating. You know, I mean, that was something that was huge for me that I was so fearful of touching myself and getting mm. to know my body um, in that way. And, and that, absolutely contributes to disordered body image yes. and body shame. And when I started to embrace the act of masturbation as an act of self-love, mm. as an act of exploration and discovery, um, I started to have way more compassion for myself, you know? It's this reawakening of that beautiful feminine within us and that, you know, and I keep bringing up the word intimate, but um, that keeps coming to me, this real intimacy with ourselves, getting really close and connected with ourselves and touching ourselves and noticing how we feel. Do we feel scared, uncomfortable? Do we recoil? Do we hate what we feel we're feeling? And that's your practice, even if there's the discomfort there, even if you have shame and embarrassment and, and all that different stuff, to actually 
almost set that as your little bit of homework. I know a lot of women who use sex and masturbation and things like that as homework, right? Mm, to, and yes. orgasm and things like that as, as homework to kind of reawaken, um, you know, the feminine body is sacred and it is sensual and sexual and beautiful. And I think when, when we can stop seeing it as an object that uh, needs to look a certain way and you know, probably the same as you, like when when you're touching your body in that way to have such awe and gratitude for this incredible vehicle that you've got. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, oh, my God. No, it's just so true. I, and, and what we're longing for often, you know, um, we're longing for freedom. And we label the word freedom in our consciousness somewhere stored away there. If anybody out there is, is suffering from disordered eating or, or body image issues, um, you are longing for freedom, but, but it's deeper than that, that you're longing for, like you said, intimacy and vulnerability. And what is more freeing than actually engaging in that? Also what's more frightening, right? It's, yeah. it's so scary. It's terrifying. I'm actually, in, in another space in my, my own life, I'm really diving deeper into being vulnerable. And it's absolutely terrifying. But it is the vehicle to freedom. It's the only way. Mm. Only way you'll have freedom is when you get intimate and vulnerable with your body. And that includes touching it. And and and, and I, you know, the first time I, I masturbated, I, I had that shame. That shame was there. And, and I cried while I did it. But it was releasing so much shame. Yes. And after it was done, I was like, oh, my gosh, what was I so afraid of? This is beautiful. Yes. You know, this is beautiful. I shouldn't have to feel like my boyfriend should should just know where to touch me. I should know. And I should be able to tell him and stand in that power. And so that's so connected to it, you know? Yeah, and it um it helps you really fall in love with yourself and feel comfortable with yourself. And then I think it really amps up the intimacy you can then have with your partner because, you know, for a woman to be allow herself to be vulnerable and to receive from a man, to open to, to a man like that, you know, um, the more that you can open and be in that receptive feminine state, the more intimacy and connection you can then have with your partner. But I think a lot of women use their body as a as a block between uh in, between their partner in terms of it, it they keep their heart closed they they you know clam up and that person can't possibly get close to them if you're kind of using your body as a barrier <laughs> between right. you and that person <laughs> yeah notice yeah it's so powerful to notice um you know, I would notice that like I would, you know, walk by um, our office and like, you know, my boyfriend loves my body and he always wants to touch it. And yeah. and, and that's I'm just wonderful. Um, but I would notice that like I would be like, oh, please don't touch me. Please don't touch me. I would like be secretly like saying that. And um, and I started to kind of inquire about that and and say, why don't I just welcome it? Why don't I welcome it? Why don't I try to welcome it and not only welcome it, but you said it, Connie receive mm. it and it it became and it still is I'll be 110% honest with you in this area of with my relationship with my body this is really getting to where I'm at right now it is about receiving that love from my boyfriend um without any inhibition and um you have to kind of coach yourself through it at first it's like okay honey 
you are worthy of this. You can receive this. Mm-hmm. You receive this love. You are, you are deserving of this love, you know? And, um, and, and that alone is, is just, I can't even tell you like that practice of just coaching myself mentally of saying, I am worthy of receiving this love has given me, um, it's so simple. It's just given me compassion, compassion for myself and compassion for others and also being more receptive to receiving um, advice and wisdom from other people without thinking that same thought of I'm not good enough, you know? Mm. Well, we have to be able to receive. I mean, we, anything we want to manifest in our lives comes to us through our ability to open up and receive it. I think a lot of us are blocking things in our lives because we don't understand the power of being able to receive, which requires you to be incredibly open. Um, and so many of us are afraid to be seen, to have attention on us. Uh, and we, And that's a lot of the time because we don't feel comfortable in our body and how we look and and for me it's been a practice of learning how to receive from myself which we've kind of been talking about so to receive sexually to receive attention from myself you know looking at myself to receive love from myself to meet my own needs so to check in and ask Connie what do you need and then to give that to myself and receive that from myself so Mm -hmm. even if you need to start really small with yourself because it's a bit too scary to do it with someone else um Even as well, sitting face to face with a mirror and looking in my eyes and seeing myself deeply and then, you know, touching my face really gently the way that, you know, a man might touch me. It's that type of stuff. It seems so small and silly. And when you're doing it, you're like, gosh, imagine if I was on Big Brother and people could see me now, (laughs) you know, but, but it has opened something incredible for me. And it sounds like it has for you as well. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the, the beautiful wisdom and advice that's coming out of this conversation is so simple that your ego wants you to just be like, well, that was a nice conversation, but that shit ain't going to help me. <laughs> but you're so right that like, it's all simple stuff. It's so simple. And if you, if you take one tool away and do it, it will, it will absolutely change you. And I think that's, I'm glad you said that if you, if you don't have a partner, that's fine. Beautiful. Mm. Right on sister. Um, or brother (laughs) and, um, and yeah, practice receiving for yourself. Make that your mantra. I openly receive, I openly receive. Yeah. And even um, something I've been practicing because I've no, I'm, I'm working with a coach at the moment and she's working on me being really open. And I noticed when I walk down the street, I look down at the ground and I don't make eye contact and, yes. and I kind of, I cross my arms sometimes and I'm really closed. Right. And so we're working on, she's like, I want you to set the intention when you leave the house, you're going to practice feeling and being open. So I walk out the door, shoulders back, head up, and I make eye contact with everyone. And you'll notice men, are actually quite forward and they will look at you and they will smile at you and I'm like here is all this incredible love and attention that I'm blocking because I'm ignoring Mm -hmm. it and I have the ability right now to open up and practice receiving that which is really scary for me but and it's vulnerable as you said to be seen and, and have the attention on you but even something like that has been my practice and it's been really beautiful for me. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I couldn't agree with you more. I can't believe you said this. Well, I can believe because it's divine <laughs> synchronicity. But like, I was legitimately thinking about this yesterday, Connie. <laughs> Legitimate. I was going to my local coffee shop right up the street. I go to every morning. And it's it's beautiful. There's this little terrace that you walk through before you go in the front door. And I noticed the same thing. I'm like, 
I'm in line and I'm like, okay, my arms are crossed. Yeah. And then second of all, I was like, I look at the ground yes. before I walk into the space. Like, what the <laughs> hell am I doing? Like spiritual mentor who, you know what I mean? And, um, and it was wild. And, and, you know, um, I have been working on, you know, being more open and especially in public. And I actually noticed the same thing that like, I'm getting more attention from men, mm. which is like crazy town, mm. uncomfortable for me because yes. I especially haven't been in almost a seven year relationship because there is that, that ego space in you that pops up. That's like, Oh, what are you doing wrong? You know what I mean? But you're not doing anything wrong. You're simply being yourself. Yes. And and when you are confident and you are open and you are um, in that space of vulnerability and receptivity, that is so fiery, hot, and sexy. That's just the bottom line. Isn't it? And it's not even about what you look like. It's not about whether, you know, you're at the perfect weight or wearing the right clothes or got great skin or anything. It's like it's something that radiates out from you, like from the inside. And um, uh, yeah, it's beautiful that we're on the same page on that. And I therefore feel like probably so many people listening will be like, Hey, yeah, I do that thing too. Where I, cause I was saying to my coach, I was like, but if I am standing in a cafe and I look at someone, what happens if they start talking to me? That would be really awkward. She's like, babe, that'd be awesome. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe I should like actually be letting people talk to me, you know? <laughs> Oh my goodness. It's so true. And like, you know, my fear was like, oh my gosh, what if like a a cute, attractive guy talks to me and I have a boyfriend, like that's bad. You know what I mean? And I think so many women think that too, that like instantly if if a man talks to you, that like you have to make a decision if you want to be in a relationship with them or not. And that causes you to close down and that creates this habit. And this is a pattern I've been seeing in myself and my clients and, and, and not looking at everyone is just neutral right like why are you making this person so damn special you know they're just a human being who you can imprint love and beauty on to in this moment you know what I mean um and so I'm right there with you right there with you yeah beautiful you know and and just to kind of elaborate on that in terms of what we were talking about before as seeing the body as the vehicle for our soul to connect to express to play and I feel so many of us you mentioned before freedom and I feel what freedom is is the desire of the soul to be fully expressed and playing in the world and so many of us use our body as a block to allow uh, a block to our soul's expression basically you know for years I um you might be similar to this for years I wanted to speak I wanted to run events and be a speaker but I had massive uh issues around my body in terms of I didn't look healthy enough I didn't look beautiful enough to say I'm this type of person and and I was self-conscious whenever I would be in front of people and that held me back from my spiritual purpose and mission for years and I see so many people um you know your when I realized my mission and purpose in this lifetime is more important than my physical hang-ups I was like I've got to get the f over myself here because I've got (laughs) I've got work to do in the world and I can't sit here in my bedroom freaking out about my body I've got to get around people and I've got to spread my message and who knows that person you chat to in the cafe could become your business partner could become your husband you never know I feel like um we need to prioritize this energy within us, our, our soul, our, our essence, uh, and get the body out of the way so we can do what we're meant to do here in the world. Can you relate to that? 
Oh, absolutely. Yes. I don't even need to add to that. That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Did you feel, I mean, you found that, that this whole other purpose for your life has come out of you transforming your relationship with your body, right? Oh, 100%. I mean, I'm so incredibly grateful for everything I went through, albeit traumatic, because, um, well, you know, through every breakdown comes a breakthrough. Yes. And um, when you're in that space of feeling broken down, whether you are um, struggling with body image or relationship or whatever it is, um, there is a breakthrough, if you choose, uh, for it to come that will follow. And that breakthrough is a lesson that you've learned that you are meant to share in your divine life purpose. And I think that um, so we choose to just believe that things are happening to us instead of that they're happening for us in those moments. So that I think that's a big shift. Um, the difference between now and then is if, if you can say when, when something, when you're having a negative thought about your body or when you're in that space of, of thinking, um, oh, my God, I have to binge right now or you're in a binge, whatever it is, can you stop? And can you say, from every breakdown comes a breakthrough. I remember Heather said something about that. Connie, they were talking about something like that. Okay. What is true for me right now in this moment? It's like such a simple question, but what is true for me right now in this moment? What am I feeling right now in this moment? And through that comes honesty, vulnerability, freedom, right? That comes out of you. And then you have your breakthrough and then you learn your lesson. I mean, it may not be within like five minutes, but you, you have your lesson and you've learned your lesson and then you're meant to share it. And like, that is something that um, I think is so beautiful about spiritual teachings because um, if you, if you're not used to abiding by that concept, then you just kind of lug your body around. Like it's this thing and then like stuff happens and then you die. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but we're attaching a sense of purpose and meaning to it. Not saying that you have to dwell in your suffering, but understanding that when you when you are suffering, that there is a beautiful silver lining beneath it. And from this breakdown is going to come a breakthrough. Mm. You know? Mm. I, there's no way I could teach at the level that I do now had I not gone through literally dozens upon dozens of breakdowns. <laughs> I could even yeah. probably say hundreds, honestly, um, in so many different ways. And uh, that's that's a beautiful way to look at it because I do see women who want to be teachers and coaches and they criticize themselves and say, well, I can't possibly be that because look at how I am with my body. But that is where you'll find your legacy, your teachings, is through your own personal transformation. And on that note, I really think it's our responsibility um, as, as budding leaders and just full-on leaders that we have to show those sides of ourselves as well mm. because people are so used to finding us online and seeing these happy hunky-dory pictures mm. and the, the beautiful content that we're sharing. But if we're not injecting stories um, of rooted in vulnerability and authenticity, then we're not doing our job. Like, you know, I did, I did a vlog that I put up this morning and I, you know, I decided to wear no makeup mm. and I just went completely makeup less. And, um, that was really freeing for me to release. Um, because 
you know, I was thinking about it and I'm like, I talk body piece. I need to do, I need to do this. You know yeah. what I mean? Just to show like, like makeup isn't who I am. I love to put it on. I, I look at it as an act of self care, to be honest with you. Yeah. It, it makes me, um, it honors that self care, uh, piece for me. But, um, but I wanted to, to show people, you know, I, you don't need it and you are beautiful without it. And I couldn't do that unless I actually showed it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's also, you know, our responsibility to do that. And I know you do that so beautifully, Connie, that you're so open and, and, and honest about what you're going through while also being a leader. And I think that to your point, so many people think you can't be both, but Mm. if you think that's the case, then you'll never follow your purpose and you'll never follow that calling within your heart because none of us are fully healed. That's why we're here. Mm. (laughs) We're here to heal. If you're full, well, I think if you reach that point of being fully healed, you're probably going to find that you know, you'll end up leaving the planet because we're here to learn. And so, you know, um, you never get it done. I don't think we ever arrive at this enlightened space. And that's what makes us authentic, real teachers, as you said. And I love that you freaking did a video with no makeup. That is so cool, man. I don't think there are many people that would have the courage to do that, but I love it because it's just like, hey, sister, I'm the same as you and I'm going to the same stuff. And you know what? I get knocked down pretty much every day, but I've got the tools that support me to reach connect and and get back on my path yeah 100 percent. I even had like hair from like the day before too it's like <laughs> if you look on it I'm like oh it's beautiful it's beautiful <laughs> um, okay I'll set I'll post a link on this to get everyone for the video to go check it out I'm sure it's beautiful <laughs> Heather this has been such an incredible conversation I've just loved talking to you and and what I love the most and this is what's so important to me with the guests that I bring on this show is that that you teach from your real personal experience. I think that is so, so important and that everything you share, you are living and you're applying and you're showing up for it because this stuff is hard work, you know. This journey can be tough, but the rewards are so, so worth it. And I just really appreciate your time and your vulnerability and honesty. So thank you so much for sharing that with my audience. Thank you, Connie. I think you are such a magnificent gorgeous healer and soul sister I feel so connected to you and I I know this is our first conversation but I I do I feel so connected to you and I really am so grateful that you asked me on it's been amazing oh my absolute pleasure now before we wrap up I'd love for you to share anything uh, that you're currently working on or what uh, people can expect from you over the coming months yes so body piece will (laughs) be out (laughs) (laughs) on (laughs) <laughs> on September 9th. So if you just go to heatherwaxman.com and you just sign up for my newsletter, you will receive every single body piece update. I promise you, you're going to get, inc- we have so many bonuses coming. It's like ridiculous. Wow. We like are spoiling you guys rotten. It's going to be amazing. And so, um, yeah, that's coming out. I'm so excited about that. Um, in, in fall, December, I'm going to be coming out with a six-week course called Rediscovered, all about um, achieving that that lasting peace with your body peace journey. Um, and you can just catch me. I have weekly vlogs and really beautiful blog posts. Just check it out, heatherwaxman.com, and sign up and come join my tribe. I, I'd love to have you. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, I look forward to seeing your gorgeous book. I have no doubt it will just be incredible. So um, so best of luck with all of that. I'm really excited to see it. 
Thank you again so much for your time, beautiful. I've really, really appreciated it. And and thank you to everyone who's been tuned into today's episode. I really hope this has helped you start to shift some of your perspectives around your body to start to open up to some new practices you can take on board. And, uh, and please leave us a comment and share some feedback and let us know um, what you want to take on board from today's episode. And I look forward to connecting with you all again uh, next week. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.